Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome into another edition of Slow Your Roll, the post-Thanksgiving episode. Yeah. Here to break down the Thanksgiving football, the right after Thanksgiving football. It all merges into one. Yeah. Big big days, Thursday, Saturday in college football was rivalry week, and of course, NFL Sunday, you know, seems like sort of the last week, so like some of those teams that you know their season's probably over, but... It's not statistically over yet. I feel yeah. like that's the Sunday. That if you lose again, statistically it's over. I'm looking at you, Green Bay. Well, with this extra <laughs> week we got, it took it took even longer last year. For yeah, it did. People to get eliminated. Yeah, that's so. True. That's true. We'll see. Yeah, we we will. I feel like this is one of those Sundays though. That week, that week. What is it? Week 13. It was. Yes. Yeah. I feel like once once you hit that point, you lose again. It's like it's over. Anyway. We got plenty on tap. We're going to talk about the Patriots and the Vikings, that Thanksgiving prime time. Prime time Kirk was actually decent for once. Uh, we'll talk about Kyler Murray calling out the coaching staff after the Cardinals' late loss to the Chargers. We have a dumbest thing I heard this week. Michigan, the Wolverines beat up Ohio State. We'll talk a little of that. And we'll mix in some baseball talking. Jalen Brown of the Celtics also. Yeah. But with that Not basketball talk, just Jalen Brown. Just Jalen Brown. But with that, Jesse, I'm gonna turn it over to you to get us started with what? Like the fifth most popular sport in America? Yeah. Something like that. You but, know? Oh, I'm told it's the most popular in the world. Huh? <laughs> Who cares? Yeah. Well, <laughs> the World Cup is going on. And yes, to be is. honest, I kinda wanted to not talk about it at all. Mm. But I just can't help myself. <laughs> I had a it might have been my third. Mm. opening of the show even it was early i talked about how much i hate college football yes it's time for one of those soccer sucks let's just face it it's bad it's not good it's not interesting what have you but for some reason the world constantly wants to remind me that it's just so gosh darn uh fantastic um but i just don't feel that and uh i've seen some soccer in my time i was forced to play it as a kid (laughs) And I just don't get it. I really don't get it. So from an outsider, I'm going to break this down for you on why I think it's so awful and why I think you're literally lying to yourselves to enjoy it. (laughs) So, and this might get offensive. I'm just going to tell you. Um, Not for any way I think will, like, get us canceled, but some soccer fans are going to be like, you can't say that, but I will. Um, So when you look at soccer, well, look at it from America's perspective. We have baseball. Um, which, you know, has gone away a little bit. It's not as popular as it used to be. Football, real football, has taken its place. I don't care how little we use our feet in it. It's football. Basketball has taken its place in America. Even hockey is way more popular than soccer. Um, and, Adam, I think you said it. Of, I don't remember where or why, but if someone said it, and I think it was you this past week. So we played England in the World Cup. World mm-hmm. Cup's going on. Mm-hmm. Good for the world. Mm-hmm. And we tied in England. Yeah. And that's not even elite athletes no. that you tied to. I said C-squad C, C level athletes. Yeah, sure. So, like that. So in America, even if you like soccer and you're very good at it, at some point, some coach is going to call out, is going to call the soccer coach in like your high school, your college, and be like, we want that kid to play a real sport. He's really fast and really tough. We think he could be a running back. 
Mm. Or like, man, that kid is tall and athletic. We think he could be a basketball player. Mm -hmm. Or he's really fast and, you know what, if we can just teach him to hit the ball, he has a chance to get on base if he makes contact, sure, we'll try and play baseball. Mm -hmm. At that point, you're not playing hockey, sorry. Mm -hmm. But it's just like that. Anyway, so, but England, that was your best. That's the, the best you have to offer. These kids have been working to kick the ball and run around and kick it since day one. And you tied. You tied uh, to the, the football, basketball, baseball, hockey rejects. I'm sure they love soccer, the ones we sent to Qatar there. But they just weren't good enough to play the other sports in our, in our country. That's just how it is here. Sorry. Yeah. So, but also, I mean, I get why some of these countries like it. England, I don't really understand. Europe specifically, even Asia. But like South America, uh, Africa, I get it. You, it's, it's, it's expensive to play football. It's expensive to play hockey. It's, it, it is. Yeah. You can't. You also don't have ice, you know, in plenty of those other places. Sure. Uh, I mean, come on, South Africa, you can get some ice. Yeah. But I get it in these places. Uh, it's also very much a part of the culture in many of these places, so I get it. You grow up with like, you're born with a soccer ball in your hand. Football. Some of these places. I will give South America and Africa the courtesy. Europe, I'm going to give none. Um, so I get it there. And like I said, Europe, Asia. Like Asia loves baseball. They're still pretty good at baseball. They play that. They're better at baseball than soccer. So like, Definitely better. Way better. They love baseball. Japan wins the world baseball classics. Yeah. Multiple, multiple times. They do. I mean, I think Ichiro is one of the greatest baseball players who ever lived. Mm -hmm. So they love baseball. And Australia, they love cricket and... Rugby. rugby. Yeah, rugby was that one. Uh, football light. Mm -hmm. I like how they think, oh, we don't have pads. You don't understand that the pads make it worse. Anyway, so this is about soccer. Soccer. So... It is another thing from these countries, especially Europe, like you talk about, like they have they love FIFA mm -hmm. and they love the World Cup. But then they also go and complain that these are so, so corrupt organizations. And oh, my God, like, why do we watch it? Like, why do you watch it if it's so corrupt? Because you claim, like, especially Europe and how where they stand, like, oh, we don't you're not supposed to like corrupt things but yet you watch it you give them there's a reason they're so rich because you can't stop watching their corrupt show and now everyone knows like how many how many dead bodies are on the bottom are on the foundation of these stadiums in Qatar oh. but you still watch you still go and oh my god you love it so um, that was off the cuff <laughs> uh, so it's like it's literally like being one of them college age kids who claim to be the freedom fighter, the rebel, rebellion, what have you, but they go to an Ivy League school and they type up everything on their MacBook and they shop on Amazon and when they can't buy it online on Amazon, they go to Walmart. Um, <laughs> what else do they wear? Nike shoes. Yes. Uh, but they just claim like, oh man, F those big corporations. No, I hate rich people. That's what it is. That's what it is. That's what you people are who complain. I hate corruption i hate rich people but oh man do i love soccer like lionel messi what was his contract that came out like 
He signed like an $800 million contract. So it was, yeah. We don't get those in America. That's unheard of. That's almost a billion dollar contract. We don't have those yet. We're getting there. We're getting there. What was, uh, what's the biggest one? 400 and almost $500 million for Mike Trout. Yeah. We're getting there. We're almost halfway. Mm. So I don't get it. Like, or this is getting on. We, we can turn the video off. It's getting okay. on too long. But like, there's so much more like exciting things that can happen in sports in other sports. They run around, they kick the ball, one goal is scored at best. Mm-hmm. In football, like, all right, the plays are short, you know, not all of it is exciting, but it leads up to the big exciting moment. Points are still scored. Big plays happen pretty consistently. Mm-hmm. And if you're actually a connoisseur of the sport, Football defense is actually very exciting. People complained about that last Patriots Super Bowl they won. Like, oh, lowest scoring Super Bowl ever. It was so boring. I actually thought it's one of my favorite to go back and watch. Just to watch that dominant defense that the Patriots put up. It was great. It was incredible to watch. Mm-hmm. Baseball is another one. If you don't understand what's going on, I get it how it can be boring. Sometimes even on TV, if you get it, it still is a little bit boring. Mm-hmm. If I'm going to watch the crappy Cincinnati Reds place play the Washington Nationals on TV, I kind of don't care that much. Mm. In stadium, it was great. Yeah. But if you understand, it's much more exciting. You can probably even say that about soccer. But guess what? I played it. I've watched it. I get it. It sucks. Sorry. I agree. It doesn't pique my interest. I mean, it's not like, at least football, still anything can happen at any moment. Like, Pretty it, much. It takes forever for anything to happen in soccer. Yeah. Like forever. And by the way, offsides in soccer is so freaking stupid. Yeah. Oh, I'm not allowed to get past the defender. What? The ball's got to go first. Yeah, the ball's got to go first. I got I to gotta make sure I maintain the same speed as the guy trying to stop me from scoring a goal. That's so stupid. Hockey has a similar rule, but it's just one time. The mm. puck has to be the first thing to enter the zone. Yeah. And the man can be halfway in. He just has to have one skate out. So, but like generally... You can also just throw the puck in. You can just throw it in and go get it. Go yeah. chase it. Just the puck's got to go in first. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I, I, I've never gotten soccer. It's a lot faster also. I, I've never gotten soccer. No. I, I don't get it. I don't get why people love it so much. It's the most boring thing in the world to me. It takes forever for anything to happen. Like, I'll watch 90 minutes to score one goal. Yeah. It lasts like 10 seconds. Yeah. <laughs> and you can even point to... And not know. to mention also, you know, the kind of people who play soccer. <laughs> And like how in, the overreaction to to things. Oh, sure. The the drama of of getting lightly grazed and then yeah. acting like you're about to die on the field. And people <laughs> people people tell me like, oh, that's strategy. They have the lead and the time, no matter what, never stops. Mm-hmm. Like there's no like in football, like you can run out of bounds, call a timeout. Time never stops in soccer. Mm-hmm. So like they'll they'll fake an injury to make the stop play, but the time will still tick. I'm like. Well, that's pathetic. Ah, I know. Like in baseball, no matter what, you have to pitch to them. Yeah. You got to get the outs. In football, like you can try to play ball control, but there's only so much you can do, and at some point they're gonna get the ball back. Mm-hmm. In hockey, again, you can try. In again, basketball, you can try to ball hog, puck hog, but they're gonna get it. Yeah. And you can't just. Stop the game. The whole game stops. Yeah. <laughs> but they're still running out of time. Yeah. Dumb. I know. Stupid. I know. I get it. But the England tying America thing is so funny. Oh, that's so pathetic, England. Like, I, I you love. Just can't I can't beat America, I, can you? I love when the rest of the world tries to like 
rationalize this in any way. Let's be frankly, completely honest. If we wanted to kick the world's ass in soccer, we would. But we don't. Those are C. Our women do. Are, yeah, of course. Because the best women athletes do play soccer. Not to mention, you know, the political, you know, they're a lot freer than plenty of the other. Sure. So we're yeah. we're allowed to play sports. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They're, uh, they're ahead of the curb of most countries. But also it is the fact that the best women athletes, plenty of them do play soccer. I'm sure some of them gymnastics. I don't think most of them play basketball, honestly. I think more, more of the actual elite ones play soccer. Yeah. But in America, they do not play soccer. No. <laughs> What <laughs> what if OBJ was the one running around playing soccer? Like, what if DK Metcalf was playing soccer? Like, ah, oh, dude, that's such a wasted DK Metcalf. I know, but I'm just he's saying a, he's an animal. He's I, a god. Have you seen his body? I'm just saying though. Like, what if the elite athletes in America were playing soccer? Like, we would whoop ass, probably. <laughs> no, we well, here's, no, we would. Here's the thing: some of our elite athletes don't even play those sports. Like, we send our elite athletes to the Olympics, too. We have elite swimmers. We have elite gymnasts. We have elite skiers, snowboarders. We have those things. We still don't play soccer. I know. It is It is hilarious, and I just can't believe that England could only tie us. That was so funny. Actually, I want to... I If we gave... Heck, I'll even give them... You can have 25 years mm-hmm. to literally breed... Or heck, make them in a Petri dish. Make s- superhumans. And you will learn. You give them 25 years from birth to learn football. American football. And then after those 25 years where they strategize, learn the game of football, and send those 25-year-olds to play Americans, and we'll just pick our best, just, you know, like at the Pro Bowl yeah. at the time... We'll whoop their ass. No, I know. They have no, they just don't know. No, I know. They they do not know. It, it is just You can so genetically fun. modify human beings. We're still going to beat you in American football. <laughs> but, you know, soccer is kind of an elitist sport in this country, too. A little bit. It is. A little bit. A little bit. Uh, there is, I mean, I went to a high school where hockey was the sport. Mm-hmm. But even, like, the soccer players we're more snobby. Yeah, that's what I'm yeah, saying. Yeah. All right. With that, we can move on to rapid fire news. All right. So we'll start what was a rivalry week in college football. A couple of big games. Michigan beat the crap out of Ohio State for the second straight year. All you people who wanted Jim Harbaugh fired. That's funny. Mm. I remember that four years ago. I don't even like college football. Now and, I, and I heard that stuff. Now they're whooping Ohio State's ass for the second straight year, forty-five to twenty-three. Dave Portnoy was going crazy. Did <laughs> yeah, you see? You went to Michigan. Yeah, he did. Yeah, that was so funny. Um, South Carolina upends Clemson thirty-one to thirty, and a bit of a shocker. Clemson starting to come back down to earth. They got some problems down there. Dabo Sweeney. Well, uh, Oregon Lawrence. State come come came back and defeated Oregon. I think they were down. As much as twenty at one point in the second half, thirty-eight to thirty-four. USC. What? Sorry to stop you, but yeah. about that Oregon one, mm-hmm. I saw an article from Barstool Sports. A guy bought like an eleven thousand dollars suite mm-hmm. for uh, whatever game that Oregon was going to go to if they won, uh-huh. and then they blew the game. <laughs> probably it was probably the Pac-12 championship. Yeah, he bought he bought the eleven thousand dollars suite mid-game when they were up by twenty-one. That's pretty funny. Uh, USC takes down Notre Dame 38-24. to With that, USC moves to number four in the country and a chance to make the college football playoff. And Texas A&M handed LSU their third loss of the season, taking LSU out of the running for the college football playoff 38-23. to 
On the flip side, some of the pro games, Cincinnati taking down the Titans 20-16, to and that puts the Bengals tied with Baltimore uh, for the top spot in their division. Jets under Mike White, who was 22 of 28 for 315 yards, beat the Bears 31-10. to Browns upend the Bucks in overtime. We thought the Bucks were getting it together. Maybe they're not. <laughs> hmm. uh, 23-17. And the Jags, Baltimore once again blowing a second-half lead. And then the Jags go for two in overtime and win it 28-27. to There were 33 points scored combined by the uh, two teams in the fourth, uh, in the second half. Um, and Vegas for the second straight week in overtime, a walk-off touchdown over the Seahawks, 40-34. to uh, Auburn hires Hugh Freeze as well, and Nebraska hiring Matt Rule, which I was surprised Matt Rule took a job that quickly. I thought he would just sit on his money a little bit for a little while, but I, he, I wanted to get, he wanted to get right back into it, I guess. So, I mean, I guess I respect the drive. Sure. Yeah, and also Jose Abreu signs a three-year, I believe it was a $50 million contract with the Houston Astros, so the Astros just keep getting better. Yeah. I know, right? And with that, that has been it for Rapid Fire News. We will move on to the Patriots, who lost on Thanksgiving to the Minnesota Vikings, uh, 33-26, to I believe, was the final. And, uh, you know, I know a lot of people who are bummed about it because they thought they were going to win for some reason. Especially when you watch the game. I guess they had their chances and they maybe should have won. But I left that game feeling a lot better about the Pats. Because the most positive I've been all year. Because they did actually have to play offense for once. You know, they they knew they weren't going to stop the other team all day. They put up 26 points. Mac didn't do anything too stupid. And, uh, you know, whatever you think of the Vikings, they are like 9-2. and So they must be a decent team. And, uh... We took them down pretty much to the wire, it seemed. So, tough schedule coming up for the Pats. But, I mean, I feel like this could be a playoff team. And that's like the first time I've really said that all year. Wow. I know. I'd love to get able to get some of the stats for this game. But it just won't happen on my phone. But anyway, (laughs) I actually, I'm surprised you said that. Because you're very pessimistic about this team. But I agree with that. Oh, okay. I'm going to take it slightly a step further. Because I know you'll never say it. But that was maybe Mac Jones' best game he's had in the NFL. It might have been. Because, uh, what is it, 300-plus yards, mm-hmm. two touchdowns. I mean, that Hunter Henry one. Listen, maybe it shouldn't have been a touchdown because he readjusted the ball. But that was a catch. Mm. That was a catch. And I have video, uh, photo evidence in my phone to prove it. I'm hearing all the Steeler fans laughing, though, and saying that's revenge for Jesse James like five years ago. Listen, I saw. I thought that, too. But Jesse James didn't have his hand under the ball. That's true. That ball never hit the ground. Jesse James' uh, ball did. Uh, so, but still, like, Mac Jones. I know he wasn't slinging it because we don't like his arm strength and he can't throw it that hard. Mm-hmm. But he was slinging it for yeah. Mac Jones. Uh, he was throwing it kind of downfield, mm-hmm. hitting his receivers downfield. Yeah. It was It was beautiful. That yeah. first drive was... I was like, wow. I know. What the hell was that? I know. And I pointed at the the Vikings and said, like, how the hell did you just let Mac Jones do that to you? Now, and are, I'm the Mac Jones defender. Yeah. But then it kept happening. I know. Well, they are not a good defense, to be clear. Yes. Especially on the back end. And uh, you know what else I've noticed? What? I mean, I think I did say this last week, if not maybe two weeks ago. I mean, third down, just blitz. You will get Mac Jones. Oh yeah. Our our line, which looked good actually, despite no Andrews and no um, mm-hmm. 
the other one there, Isaiah Wynn. Yeah, I thought they held up pretty well. But down the stretch, mm. it all fell apart. Yeah. That line in a big moment mm-hmm. cannot, it doesn't hold up. No. It does the bare minimum. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's that's definitely not, because I, I think, you say like we shouldn't have won that game, but that at times was a very winnable game. Oh, it was. But I'm, you know, everybody else came into the year thinking like for some reason that was a win just because oh, Minnesota's not that good. I never thought for a moment they were going to win that game. You two weeks ago were like that could be a win because we said um, primetime Kirk, and it almost was primetime t- Kirk too. Uh, a little bit. But uh, at times I was also very frustrated with that defense because like the I don't think you're. Despite the fact that you have the guy with the most sacks in the league, I don't think your pass rush is nearly as good as the Cowboys. But mm-hmm. the Cowboys were all over Kirk. Yeah, they were. And you couldn't. Would you get one sack? Yeah, but the Cowboys' defense is more talented. But like you should, your pass rush is pretty good. And, and that Judon, was after. And that was after the overtime win, highly emotional game, Buffalo. Like time and place. I guess. Yeah, you know, in, in some ways, the but fact that it was so close makes me you got more no- happy about for for New England because like. Minnesota was as motivated as you can be coming into a football game because they had just been embarrassed by Dallas. Oh, I understand that, and we even mentioned like, yeah, we, we, it really we, sucks that that. Yeah, happened. like we re- we wish they had won the Dallas game. Before the thing, this you month. could even have lost that Dallas game. Just why'd you have to get blown out like that? Yeah. Um, and also, I know Bill prides himself on taking away like mm-hmm. the number one weapon on the team, but Justin Jefferson was yeah uncoverable by these guys. Mm-hmm. It was really frustrating because at times I felt like for that that first touchdown, the I think like Justin Jefferson took three steps and I literally just shrugged and was like, I hate you because mm. I saw what happened. Yeah. I just he immediately just like I was like, how did you not see that? Like I saw where he set up. I'm like, he's going to cut to the center yeah. and just run across the middle of the field. And, and it, three steps in, I was like, come on. How did you not see that? I get you. Um, I do want to talk about something that I've come to realize i think that we're at a point now with belichick and the team he has around him right they're not that great they're decent but bill being the coach he is can get the best out of them but athletically sometimes they're limited and i do mean that on the defensive side too at this point considering what bill has for personnel but who bill still is a coach when you play the patriots they are the ultimate measuring stick of knowing if your team is like for real or not. If you have a significant weakness at quarterback or coaching staff, Bill and the Pats will exploit that and like make you look bad and like blow you out. But since he no longer has elite personnel, if you at least have a talented or good enough quarterback or an elite coaching staff, you will most likely beat the Patriots. Yeah, but they also won a lot of games by being the smartest team on the field, despite being very much out talent, mm-hmm. being, yeah, just having way more talent on the other sideline. Mm-hmm. Um, and like when I'm sitting there watching on TV, being able to call out the play and then immediately seeing that you were not prepared for that at all, that's mm-hmm. not, that's a problem. Yeah. I'm just some dude mm-hmm. with a podcast. <laughs> like, I, I like, I like sports, but I'm not an expert. By mm. any means. And I'm sitting there on TV being like, I know it's going to happen. Mm. And then the second the play starts, I'm like, yeah, how did you not know what was going to yeah. happen? But but you get what I mean here on the measuring stick thing here? No, I, 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 Let's I, look at the wins. So they faced, they lost to the Dolphins, as we've seen elite coaching staff now, and elite personnel and weapons. 
They beat the Steelers, though. Let's look at the Steelers. Not very good on offense. Not good enough. Not a, Definitely not good enough at quarterback when they played that game because that was Mitchell Trubisky. You lose to the Ravens. You barely lose to Green Bay because at the end of the day, Green Bay is special enough at quarterback to win that game. They destroy the Lions despite the, the a lot of success that the Lions have been able to have, especially offensively, because you look at the Lions coaching staff and quarterback, they're both limited, and the Pats blow them out, even though plenty of good teams sometimes haven't been able to blow out the Lions. Brown's the same thing. Definitely not good enough at quarterback. And so Bill being the— Just beat Tom. Yeah. But on the flip side, they lose to the Bears, even though the Bears are a team that loses to most teams. Why? Because the coaching staff at least is good enough, especially on the offensive side. They're clever. And Fields is just such a talented athlete for this not very athletic defense. He just runs around, make plays, and there's nothing Bill and the Pats can do about it. So, yeah, no, I don't disagree with that. But like, it, no, I'm just, it, it's interesting. I really think this year it's all come together to like, this is the measuring stick now for other teams to know if you're good enough at quarterback and coaching staff. Mm. If you are not good enough at either of those two or both of those, New England will embarrass you. But if you are just good enough at both of those, right, you should be able to beat this Pats team. That's just an interesting like thing here. I've seen yeah. the Pats. Sure, I don't. I don't disagree with that, mm-hmm. but I, I just feel like there have been because I don't like oh this defense. Like you, it's not, it's not the best defense they've ever put forward. Mm-hmm. But in some ways, like, like Judon is, I mean, an animal. Mm-hmm. The the cornerbacks have been way better than we thought. Mm-hmm. So at, at times I'm like, wow, this defense is actually pretty great, and I think Bill's doing a great job. But like. You know, I go back to the smart thing. Like you were always, you always were smarter than other teams, and mm-hmm. that's 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 a way you can beat more talented teams. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that, and part of that, it goes into what you said with like, well, you know their weakness. How do well, we exploit say that they, in a way? Well, that, I would say they have beaten more talented teams. I would, I would sit here and, and and actually say the Detroit Lions are more talented than us on offense, especially on offense. They're maybe deep, not defense. Maybe not. <laughs> Maybe not defense, but I also just don't think they're well coached. Their defense is atrocious. I mean, I think Aiden Hutchinson is a better is a is a oh. better defensive player than anyone on the Pats. Any <laughs> of them? More talented. I don't know. Judon's <laughs> Judon is good though. Judon's, Judon's good. Judon's Ju- the man. Judon is pretty good. But especially on the offensive side, the Lions are far more talented. And they are yes, more talented yes. than our defense. Sure. Yes. I guess. I'm just saying. Brown, uh, that's, Browns, I would submit to, are also more talented. But yes. but they have a backup quarterback. Yeah, and also, like, uh, the defense isn't well-coached, it seems. Probably not. Because that defense, we we said it for two years now, it should be better than it is. Yeah. like but That's fair. You know. that That is fair. What do you think about the Pats' chance moving forward here? Because, uh, I mean, it does get... You need to split with the Bills. I know. Like... Which is a which is a tough Cause, ask because now you're back. Despite beating the Jets twice, you are now back behind the Jets again. So they're at Buffalo on Thursday. I mean, uh, the Bills come here on Thursday. You know, everyone has that playoff game in their mind. I've been the number one Bills hater. It seems lately they struggled with the Lions. Now they're always motivated for this game. I get that. I don't know. I don't think this is going to be a stomp out like people kind of think it's going to be. Uh, hopefully, this weather again. That would be lovely if there was weather again. I hope so. Because that was hilarious last year. It was. <laughs> but 
I mean, with you, you're the home team, right, in this first one? Yes. So, yeah, you have, you almost have to win, win this first. Win this game, yeah. Because if you lose this one, and I don't like your chance to then go to Buffalo. Yeah. Like two, three weeks later. Mm-hmm. Um, and then have to play them again. And, like, all right, you're getting to Thursday. You both had the week. So, actually, did you hear that apparently they were preparing, the Patriots were preparing for the Vikings before they played the Jets? Really? Yeah. That's funny. That's And, like, that's so not Bill, but that's apparently how little respect he has for Zach Wilson. <laughs> but that also then made sense for why did the offense look so good Oh, I know. against the Vikings, but so bad against the Jets. Well, I mean. That answers that. It's part of it, but I, I still think the two bigger things is, one, the Jets – are one of the most talented defenses in the league. And also Oh sure. And also the Pats as a team had a meeting and was like, listen, we can play like dog crap on offense all game. As long as we don't turn the ball over, we're going to win. But your your offense looked better against that good defense a couple weeks prior. Not great. No, I know. But it moved the ball and I got know. some points. I, well, the Jets saw the offense not long ago, so they were more prepared for it. There is that. Yeah. Um, but so we got six games left. You got the Bills, the Cardinals, the Raiders, the Bengals, the Dolphins, and the Bills again. Can they go three and three and make the playoffs, you think? Or do we need to win four? You need. Boy, this is rough, man. I just, I think they're good enough, but now the schedule gets hard enough that I don't think they're going to make the playoffs. You need you're probably gonna need the Jets to lose a couple times. Mm. Like you you need help. Also uh, at this yeah, point. Need some so help. Uh, you know, I like their game. chances to beat the Cardinals, but damn, the Raiders got some momentum going now. Uh, it's not as much of a gaping black pit over there in Vegas. And uh, as we've talked about, his assistants do a great job against Bill. Did so. seven teams make the playoffs? And boy, McDaniels is probably gonna know what Matt Kennan can't do. Seven teams make the playoffs now? Yeah. Actually, you just need the Jets to lose. Yeah. Or pro- or Cincinnati, but I'd bet on the Jets. Yeah. You're you're cuz you're an eighth. Yeah. You're you're tied with the Chargers, but you have the tiebreaker and everyone else sucks. True. The Chargers got some wins on this schedule though coming up. Yeah. Though but, I don't like the way they struggled with Arizona so But much. they they get in their own way. Oh, all the time. Yeah. All the time. I kind of like our chances suddenly. Because uh, the Jets and Chargers, like... You have to beat the Raiders, though. And, like, that's not as easy as it was three weeks ago. Come on. They suck. They beat Seattle. Just stop Josh Jacobs. For the love of God, stop Josh Jacobs. Uh, Devontae Adams does plenty, too. You, you stop one of them. To be honest, I'd rather stop Jacobs. Okay. Fair enough. But, man, Josh is going to know what Mac likes to do, what Mac doesn't like to do. Let Mac, like... Josh knows our offensive personnel. Yeah. Just make it like the Jets game. And like, here's the thing. Every time a team has two superstars, like you generally you stop one, not yeah. the other. Yeah. Stop the run game. Okay. Because like, now you know he's got a pass, mm. and that makes it easier to stop the pass. Yeah. Uh, I, I will say this. So I don't think they're beating the Bengals. Maybe Bill focused too much on Dalvin Cook. Maybe. And that's why we lost. Uh, if they if they win either this game with Buffalo in New England or when the Dolphins come here the second and last game of the year, then I think we have a good shot to make the playoffs. If they win one of those two. And I unless, I, I kind of like our chances against the Dolphins if they're here. <sighs> two unless it's, two unless, is undefeated, though. Yeah, Listen, he keeps <laughs> playing in perfect weather, down south, 
Like, I mean, where do let, they play? Let's have a little bit of weather. Oh, they're going to San Fran next. Yeah, I think San Fran's going to win that game. But like the weather. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's still perfect and nice, but I, th- I think San Fran's going to win that game. And then they go to then they go to San Diego. Oh, they'll win that game. Where the weather's nice. Yeah. Then they go to Buffalo. Then the Packers come to them. Bro, they're, they're going to have, ni- other than the going to the Bills one time, they're going to have nice weather the entire year. I know. That's ridiculous. I know. Isn't it? It's, it's insane the way that things sometimes work out just perfectly for a team. But that's where, I, that's where I'm at this year with Miami. <laughs> they, and listen, credit to McDaniels. Tyreek Hill was amazing. Like, but What's their owner's name? That's Steven the, Ross. Yeah. Yeah. You think he think he did something? No, I I he think greased a few wheels or No, I don't think so. I think they just haven't been that great, so then they, didn't, they, didn't, ha- they didn't have that hard a, a schedule. Paid somebody No. I think the, the, you just have years like this sometimes, man. Alright, so maybe that's just maybe well here's the thing. So basically, here's what I'm saying. This game against the Bills, and then in three weeks, second to last game of the year against the Dolphins in New England. Those are the two ones. You gotta win one of them. And you have a good shot to make the playoffs. Unless you lose to the Raiders. But let's, let's just because of record, let's just say they're going to beat the Cardinals and the Raiders. Did we look at the Jets yet? You got to win the Buffalo game or you got to win the, uh, the Dolphins game. No, we didn't look at the Jets yet. Jets have the Vikings. Oh, okay. Okay. But. Can't wait for the Vikings to lose. But, well, I was going to say, <laughs> the problem there is, now, now how much do the Vikings need to care in a lot of their games? Shut up. They need to care one more time. <laughs> well, I just the you know, Packers lose again. Aaron's hurt. This talk that Aaron's going to get benched for the rest of the year for Jordan Love, which I do think Green Bay should do, because you're not winning anything anyway. By the way, Love looked better in that game when they brought him in. Yeah, he looked like he's made some steps. Yeah, he didn't look uncomfortable like I'd he does so. a lot of the time. I know, right? You would hope, but I I would play Love the rest of the year and see if you got something here. Or if you don't, well, Rogers said now they won't just they won't say how bad that rib injury is <laughs> so they're probably like maybe they're sitting him down but yeah. he said he's like as long as we're mathematically in it i want to play well say which kind of sounds like he's willing to give like all right once we're eliminated i'll step aside okay and go hang out with my friends again <laughs> please don't dress me <laughs> <laughs> but anyway but the problem is the jets have have just had a nice shot in the arm of energy <laughs> with mike white yeah. Because they love Mike White. Apparently. They really do. People are, I mean, they just hated Zach Wilson so much that like I when guess. you're finally free of that, it's like oh, anybody is amazing. There's a trend of people liking these mediocre quarterbacks. Garoppolo, Heineke, mm. Mike White. Okay, but two of them Kirk. Okay. Very but, popular in Minnesota. Uh but two of those were replacing guys who I think are, you know, bad hangs. Listen. Here's the thing. You can say three of them are replacing guy that bad hat that, with Trey Lance there. Oh yeah, that too. But uh, at least, but Jimmy was there first, so yeah. they were like, "Why are you replacing him?" All right. Wait, can, did you pull up the Jets schedule? Uh, I was yes, I have it right here. I mean, unlock my phone again. Mm. So yeah, that's here's the thing. It, it's tough for them too. Okay. But there's a little bit of easy in the middle. All right. What are we at? At the Vikings. Okay. At Buffalo. That's home. A, that's a loss. Both of them. No, at, at Buffalo's a loss. I don't know. I don't. They might beat the Vikings. I don't know. They beat. They beat the. They beat Buffalo at home. So 
Yeah, they're not. Buffalo's not going to let that happen again. All right, but then it's home against the Lions. Oh God! And well, I that could be an easy win, but they're off. Nah, if you get even a little bit of pressure on Goff, he kind of folds, and that D line is going to be able to get pressure on him. I guess, but if you can, if the Lions can do enough with that terrible defense, it could be close, and that's winnable. And then it's home against the Jags, and the Jags don't really make it easy on anybody. Nope. Uh, in Seattle. Mm-hmm. Seattle's fighting for playoffs. Mm-hmm. And then in Miami in the final week of the season. And Miami might have something to play for because they are fighting for that division. Yeah. No, that's not that's not easy. All right, there's hope. There is hope. Yeah. But we got to win either this Bills game or the Miami game. You got to win one of those two. Yeah. So, all right. That is it for the Pats. Um, we are going to take a quick break before we get in some talk about Cardinals and Kyler Murray. Stick with us, guys. Here at Slow Your Roll, moving on to some drama. We've we've brought this up a couple of parts during the season. I think this might be the worst of all of them. I really? Think, yeah, yeah. You know, because here's the thing. Here's the difference, right? If you have your blow-ups, your fights, all that kind of stuff, if it's on the field and it's in the moment, it's the heat of the moment, like that, I get it. I get it. But after the game, at a press conference, when you have all the time in the world to be like, I need to be emotionally controlled. I need to fall on the sword. I'm supposed to be the leader here. Let's not air public grievances. No. For Kyler to still then go, our schematics were effing awful. In a post-game press conference, like, buddy, keep drama. Keep the drama in the building. And this isn't even a bigger problem because it came out, the reports have come out over the last two weeks that Sean Payton is considering the Arizona Cardinal job and the Los Angeles Charger job. That's not the kind of thing you want to be putting out there if you're trying to uh, entice a elite offensive coach to come there. I mean, if I'm Peyton and I'm seeing that, mix the blow-ups on the sideline, the general talk there's been coming into the season about Kyler and the personality that he is, why would I want to take that job? I mean, I wouldn't want to work with Kyler. <laughs> That's my point. Like, But I said that many a time. No, I know. But I thought this was a significant moment where it's just like, mm. damn. It's not, a bunch <laughs> of, it's not a bunch of like, damn. It's not a bunch of just he said, she said stuff anymore. It's not speculation. Like, that was there in front of everyone. Like, very obvious. Like, you are just a nightmare. <laughs> Like, you don't just say that stuff. 
Yeah, no, sure. And I, I, I see what you're saying. And maybe it's just because it's, was it like three straight weeks now where he's like blown up on, was it, it was Cliff. And we kind of give him a pass for that first one uh-huh. on the sideline. It wasn't too bad. He just told him to calm the F down, uh-huh. which happens a bunch probably. Yeah. It's just the cameras on Kyler. I, I still had a little bit like, uh, you can't really say it to the coach in that situation. But if Cliff was going off, maybe. Maybe Cliff was in the wrong there. But then it's with your star wide receiver uh-huh. who, you know, has his own problems mm-hmm. on and off the field. Not not nearly – well, in some ways you could say more dramatic than Kyler because he got suspended for the PEDs. But, like, he's never as loud as Kyler. No. So we kind of gave him a little bit of pass for that. Mm-hmm. But, like, it's three straight weeks now. Mm-hmm. I think he's really tapped out. And 0-3 since the new Call of Duty. <laughs> like, and I – I yeah I said for I've said for months maybe a year at this point like I would never want to put up with Kyler mm-hmm. but you gave him that deal mm-hmm. you almost signed away Sean Payton I guess not but you almost signed away Sean Payton when you signed Kyler Murray I mean I don't think you did because nobody knew this kind of stuff but I I think that public Seems, I think we did uh, I, we were saying you shouldn't sign him because he's yeah they were they were rumbling immature but to be that. That was the most in your face, up front, just like, boy, you are you are handling this terribly. Is it not a coincidence that it was just a rumor, then he gets his big contract, now it's in our face? That's not a coincidence. No. Probably not. He's just he feels much safer in being a dick. Probably. How long do you think he is for this league? I don't know. There's the there's this stuff where like he doesn't run around as much anymore because he clearly doesn't want to get hit. That's and so selfish of him. And he's been paid. <laughs> well, you, but listen, if you're going to do the job, you you got to realize you're going to get yes, hit. No, you got to you want him <laughs> on the field. Yeah. But here's the thing: he is zero and three since the new Call of Duty, but the Cardinals have a win since the new Call of Duty. Yeah, it was cool. without him. Yes. So maybe you should just run around a little more. Yeah, we probably should run around. I, more. I don't wish injury on him. Yeah. I'm just saying the Cardinals might want to consider it. <laughs> Having him run around more? Yeah. the Car- I'm just saying the no, Cardinals. I, I, we saw that ceiling on no. Colt McCoy when they faced the Niners. The so. Cardinals might want to consider wanting him to get hurt, which is very immoral on their part, but not me. Because I don't wish it. Yeah. I'm just saying the Cardinals should. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't think they're any better with Colt McCoy. We saw that there, there's a cap on that Listen, when they got blown out by San Francisco. Colt sucks at football. <laughs> Great guy, I bet. <laughs> he's being signed as backup. He's got to be at least nice. So, but he can't play football. Mm-hmm. But you won a game with him. Mm-hmm. This season is over. Oh, it definitely is. When, I mean, I think Kingsbury, no matter what's getting canned. Yeah. And, like, it sucks that you're kind but, of stuck with this kid now. But I was going to say, but they are stuck with Kyler now. Yeah. like, And I don't see anyone willing to play ball at this point unless it was Denver and they were taking on Russell Wilson instead. I said it when he signed the contract. If you need to put in a clause, I know they took it out. If you need to put in a clause. If you need to even talk about it, mm-hmm. you know, maybe we put in a homework clause for you. For you, adult person. Mm-hmm. Maybe we need some homework for this adult you probably shouldn't sign him to a giant deal. <laughs> probably not. You're doing your because you're 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 dancing with the devil at that point. But yeah, I mean, if I'm Sean Payton, I don't want anything to do with this job. This job's radioactive. You got problems. Yeah, what's in the locker the room anyway? with Kyler and other players? You have issues with 
the GM who got an extension, the owner, there's whispers. He doesn't like Kyler really, but he paid him just because. I, I, I don't know. You got a smallish quarterback who's injured quite a bit, who doesn't like to get hit. Like, radioactive. This this looks real radioactive in Arizona right now. I'd want nothing to do with it. Yeah, why would you want to go there anyway? You're going to sweat and be bored in the desert? Making sure there's no, like, scorpions in your shoes? That sucks. Uh, At least in California, like, yeah, you're paying your ass out in, the ta- in taxes, but, like, something to do. Yeah. It's way too expensive to do something, but there's something to do. <laughs> well, Sean And Payton, he can afford to live there. Yeah, I was going to say, Sean Payton doesn't have to worry about money. Yeah, you can afford to live there. But, I mean, to me, the Chargers is, like, the best job at the NFL right now that could be open. So If you just look at the team. Yeah. Yeah. I know. Spanos is a cheap ass, and as an organization, they have a history of wasting talent, but... Bring Sean Payton in there, and I think they'll be really good, really fast. Also, suddenly you look at their division, and it's a kind of you know, a bit of a mess. Other than the fact you have to deal with the Chiefs, yeah. but like, yeah, the now Raiders McVay, are, McVay's getting tackled by his own team on the field now. <laughs> no, no, no. I meant the Chargers division. Oh, yeah, excuse me. Yeah. I, was, I just thought California. No, I know Denver's. Denver's just awful. I mean, just truly, <laughs> <laughs> just truly awful. And Vegas is a mess too. So, yeah, make a Derek Carr cry. Yeah, <laughs> it is. It is wild. Like we we picked Denver. Yeah, but like that is, in some ways, like listen. There's a lot of drama in Texas with the Texans, and that team is sucks. But like, I'd almost rather be a Texan. Yeah, I mean, in some ways, yes, because at least you have draft capital. Yeah, at and least you know you fired Jack Easterby, so you don't have the pastor running your organization anymore. <laughs> That's probably you know maybe you're gonna see the error of their ways a little bit. I feel so bad for Luffy Smith, though. Me too. Like, but I thought it was a weird hire to start with. Yeah. I, I don't know I why they, they should... fired David Colley. Yeah, I, was, I, don't, I think they should have kept him. They played better with Colley than they have this year with Luffy Smith. Yeah. But yeah. It's so obvious they gave up. Oh, I know. No, no they gave up. They gave up. They gave, <laughs> they gave, not Sunday. They gave up the Sunday before that. I said that the week that I lost that bet. And I was like, like I, I could tell like three minutes in. Yo, like, oh, I'm on the wrong side even, of this one. Even Miami... During the tank for two a year, they still tried. They tried harder than yeah. what I'm seeing out of the Texans. This is this is one of the earliest quit jobs I've ever seen from a team. But it's also just like so, like sometimes like even like all right, we quit. I don't really care if we win. The playoffs are over, even though we're still mathematically in it. Like, like they just don't want to be there. No, I know. They're like, I don't even want to collect this check, man. <laughs> it's bad. Like retirement's <laughs> a good option. <laughs> it's it's about as bad as it gets. All right, moving on. Jesse, take it away. Get us started. Let me make sure I'm in the right part of the schedule here. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I don't want to talk about somebody else yet. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so, I mean, the Ravens, he lost to the Jags. And I know at one point we crowned them. We, we crowned them division winners in, like, week three, mm-hmm. um, which was a mistake on our part. But, you know, I know the Ravens are still leading that division by um, tiebreaker and whatnot. Mm-hmm. But, like... That is, uh, that is such a weak division leader. And I know that the Ravens, still well coached. That's still Lamar Jackson back there. They're still the Baltimore Ravens. They're still supposed to just give you a hard time no matter what when you play them. But, like, I just, I don't know. Of all the division leaders in across the league right now, mm-hmm. like, I'm just looking at, like, Ravens are going to, that's, that's going to change. It's going to change. Yeah. Like, I don't even care that 
Jamar Chase is coming back for the Bengals. I mean, hell, I put since he has the third best team last week. I didn't even have Baltimore you, in my you, top five. You did. I did. But um, I felt very vindicated because they played the Titans too, and it was it was a close match, four point game, and since he won. Yeah, I actually I thought even Titans could win that game. Oh, they could have. Yeah, they could have. Um, but I mean, the Ravens. You, it, it's getting. It seems to get worse and worse every week. Mm-hmm. You can't win any close games. You love blowing games. There's no reason you should have let. I mean, Trevor Lawrence has actually been a great quarterback the past couple of weeks, mm-hmm. even despite how the Jags have not quite been winning any much games. Although recently, they've been some dominoes have been falling. Mm-hmm. But there's no reason you should have lost that game, and yet you found a way to embarrass yourself again. Mm-hmm. Now Lamar Jackson's calling out or clapping back on people at Twitter. Mm-hmm. Harbaugh. And I can't believe I'm saying this. Might be losing that locker room. Ah, I think he's all right for that. I don't think like I don't think his job is in danger mm-hmm. by any means. But it's you know, there's been blow ups on the sideline. People are losing their tempers online now. Mm-hmm. And I think Jim, uh, James, yeah, Jim Harbaugh mm-hmm. handled it well. He mm-hmm. said he he pulled Lamar aside. He's like, listen, I get it. But like you really got to stay off Twitter like after a loss. That's just that's not the place you want to be and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Which is all true. And I, I respect Harbaugh. I respect both Harbaugh's. I just mm. respect the Harbaugh family. Mm-hmm. They're good at what they do. Um, but Jim is not. He's not. This is one of his maybe worst seasons coaching. Mm-hmm. The team isn't seem to be with him anymore. They're blowing uncharacteristic games. Lamar, despite as much as we hailed him, the MVP after like week four, mm-hmm. the play has been suboptimal. Yeah, especially situational. Average at best. I mean, I'll, I'll give him credit here on this one. He did have a very good fourth quarter, and he did a good job of trying to keep pace with what Jacksonville was doing offensively. But I feel like the other previous weeks, their offense has just been very... Eh. Yeah. Like, and I get it that you've missed Rashad Bateman all year. Andrews missed some time. But even when Andrews was back, it wasn't that great. And it's like, at some point, Lamar... Like, I've seen Devin Duvernay have talent and make some plays like you got to make some of these guys work a little bit yeah you know what i mean and it feels like it's the same thing with marquise brown like it's a small fast guy but it's not a great it's not a big target yeah can we be honest about lamar throwing the football but like let's just be honest i have been up and down wrong and right about him so many times (laughs) i still wouldn't pay him the money but he's been way better than i thought he was ever going to but let's be honest about Lamar throwing the football. It's hit and miss sometimes. And you want bigger <laughs> targets for him. And that's one of the reasons I thought Marquise Brown wasn't going to work there. Marquise Brown was doing better in Arizona until he got hurt. And, like, it's the same thing here with Devin Duvernay. Like, it's just not the kind of guy that Lamar needs. But, hell, if I'm going to pay you uh, for almost $50 million, you know, I, I expect you to be able to make some other wide receivers work other than maybe the biggest one I can get on the market all the time. Yeah, I mean, I will also give them that. Their backfield has been a revolving door. It has. At running back, and that doesn't help because that you're then forcing Lamar mm-hmm. to be the passer that we know he isn't. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, you know, you're right. This this offense isn't built for an arm like Lamar. Mm-hmm. Like, Tua's arm isn't good either, And but Tyree Kill and Jalen Waddell are – so fast, and the offense is built around just all right. Just get him the ball. Quick cuts, quick cuts, quick cuts, quick hitters, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. and very rarely do they go deep. Mm-hmm. Um, so 
I don't know. It seems like they like to stretch. They like to attempt to stretch the field with their fast guys. Mm-hmm. They, I don't. Maybe Lamar talks them into like, no, my arm's good. Trust me, coach. Yeah. And then at practice, they just go on like this for some reason. Um, but uh, you know, the off, they don't seem to build the offense around what they have. Mm-hmm. So I don't all blame it on Lamar. Like I, they just almost refuse to accept the fact that they have a limited quarterback. Mm-hmm. And you know. He deserves some big payday. He's won an MVP. Yeah. <clears throat> but also, Lamar, this is this is not worth, what do you ask for, like $40 million? This is not $40 million play by any means. No. You're not winning games anymore. Mm-hmm. And I understand, like, he wants to save his body, but, like, and he wants that check. He wants that check before he starts running around a lot again. Yeah. But in those first couple weeks, mm-hmm. um, I know you lost that game to Miami, mm-hmm. but what did you run for? Like 150 yards? Yeah. And threw for two touchdowns, ran for two more? Mm-hmm. That's that's the formula, bro. I know. I don't know. Hey, I'm, say, I get it. You don't want to be hurt. You want your money. I get it. But, but. Uh, listen, at some point here, Lamar, you got to make somebody else work other than just Mark Andrews. Yeah. And yeah. I mean, Mark Andrews is that good. He is. He but is, but they also they need to do something with that training staff. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know. I this think is two years now of not having a running back. Yeah. I, I, I think they fall into the similar issue that the Niners do. That they're just a super physical team, and that means that they are gonna get beat up a bit physically mm-hmm. and have a bit more injuries than everybody else. The flip side is is that they can play a brand of football that, you know, goes up against some of these high flying pretty teams and just punches them straight in the mouth and Gives you a good chance against anybody. Mm. I mean, sure, I get it. That's been a lot. That's been the Ravens' philosophy for a long time. But I, again, like look around, you guys. It seems that the the Ravens have a problem, and maybe this is Harbaugh. Of even though I thought maybe they were at first with Lamar, but they don't seem to adapt fast. Mm. They have a they have a style they like. How long did they hold on to Ed Reed and Ray Lewis? Mm-hmm. Guys could seemingly play up to the bitter end, but they constantly built a defense around those guys, even when it wasn't quite working anymore. Mm-hmm. I know they won that Super Bowl in uh, Lewis's last year, but they they have their ideas and they think and they they can't think outside the box. It seems slow to adapt. Maybe that's Harbaugh. Mm. Maybe it's ownership. Maybe it's the GM. I think it's probably more the GM, but but you know I don't know what it is. But they just don't they don't adjust on the fly. They they. Year to year, they make those adjustments, but like they're like, this is our this is our strategy for the whole year going forward, and we're gonna try it and try it and try it. Mm. And it, I don't know, because I I feel like we said the same thing last year. Oh wow, look at Lamar! He seems to have thrown the ball. Seems to have learned to play football. All fell apart down the stretch. Yeah, no, that he he really doesn't do as well late in the season, and you know, average arm, bad weather, Thanksgiving football, like that might be part of it. To be honest with you, like I don't know that that was they're, in Florida they're, though. Their last game, at least. Yeah, that's true. But uh, they are in a conundrum here. I wonder just what they're going to do here over the off season with Lamar. Um, they are almost stuck themselves. I do think I picked them to win the division. Uh, since he, I expected to take some steps back, and they have. I mean, they're not an amazing record wise, but I do think at this point, since he is probably going to pass them at some point here for the division because. When you continuously blow second-half leads like this, it's a trend like that, it's probably because you don't have the guys in the defense and the secondary. Mm. And early in the season, we could see that was going to be a weakness, too. And it really hasn't changed much. So I think that's a big part of it. Yeah. 
I mean, that's that's another thing that got shredded by injuries. Yeah, it is. And they yeah. haven't haven't uh, been able to patch that. No. They play the Broncos next week. Well, there you go. That's that's a that's a great <laughs> chance to get back on track. But then, like, it's very emotional after that. Mm. In Pittsburgh, in Cleveland, Falcons, home against Pittsburgh, in Cincinnati. Mm. A lot of division matchups out in the stretch. Yeah. No, I don't know. That would be an interesting division to watch here going forward. I will say, I see Cincy overtaking them here at some point. Mm. What do you think? Oh, I definitely think they're going to. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I, it's the wheels are falling off for the Ravens. I mean, you're getting Jamar Chase back mm-hmm. next week for Cincinnati. I mean, all signs at least point to that. Um, they don't think they're going to lose Mixon long term. Mm-hmm. No, yeah, I, I. This is Cincinnati's almost to lose at this point, mm. despite the fact that Baltimore uh, the Ravens has a tiebreaker. Are, yeah. Right now, yeah, and also like that Broncos game next week, that has to be one of the most boring second halves we will ever witness. <laughs> like that is just two bad second half offenses. I can't believe Denver hasn't fired Hackett yet. I don't know what the hell they're waiting for. They're probably embarrassed. They're like, oh my god. I can't believe we did. Oh yeah, this. so it'll be less embarrassing every week when you put them back out there. Well, they, keeps, they keep trying to patch it too. I know. Here's another coach. Oh, here's another coach. All right, you'll pull plays now. Yeah. All right, you just tell them when to call a timeout. Yeah. Like they just have now. Like just rip. They have 50 coaches for like. All right, you're the timeout coach. You call plays. You call. You tell them when to go for it on fourth down. Like just rip the bandaid off. Let's see. You tell them when to sub. Yeah. Ridiculous. All right. Moving on to some college football real quick. Uh, so Michigan for the second straight year blows out Ohio State and once again physically dominates them. And this is what I want to get to. So Jim Harbaugh, famous last year for saying this about Ryan Day in Ohio State. Some guys wake up on third base and think they've hit a triple. Now that, of course, is in reference to Ryan Day having not been a head coach at any program before that and basically just stepping in when Urban Meyer left and inheriting what Urban Meyer had built at Ohio State, which was a national championship team, a team that had been to the college football playoff many times, and obviously what is always a football factory and a great program in Ohio State. And, uh, you know, after getting blown out for the second year in a row by Michigan, plus mixed with some other games where they have shown a lack of physicality and ability to stop the run, I think the cracks are starting to show in Ryan Day's Ohio State because this is now Ryan Day's program. And yes, he coached with Urban Meyer, but he is not an Urban Meyer guy. He is actually a Chip Kelly guy. He played quarterback at UNH when Chip Kelly was the coach, and he was on staff for the Philadelphia Eagles when Chip Kelly was there. Now, why do I bring this up? Because... One of the knocks on Chip Kelly when he was at Oregon and the programs he's built is they lacked physicality. They were clever. They were smart. Chip is really bright, and they had a lot of speed. But there was a reason why they'd go up against Stanford all the time, and Stanford would beat them a lot. There's a reason why they never got over the hump in national championships because they could drop 70 points on everybody else. But the minute they faced a big, talented, and physical team— they would get punched in the face over and over again and couldn't do anything about it. Couldn't get on the edge, couldn't get the guys in space, couldn't use that speed. They were just too finesse. And Day's a Chip Kelly guy. And now in the last two games against Michigan, 
The Wolverines have run for 550 yards in those two games, nine rushing touchdowns, and averaged 7.5 yards per carry in the last two years. Uh, Utah in the bowl game last year. That's just Utah. Two over 230 yards rushing on Ohio State and Ryan Day's defense. Also, when they played Oregon a couple of years ago, Oregon came down and punched them right in the mouth as well and was able to run the ball with success. The more Ryan Day stays at Ohio State, the less physical this Buckeyes team is, and the more it seems they wilt in adversity, they are far too finesse. So this is something to watch with Ryan Day going forward, and if this continues to be the way it is, Michigan is going to continue to hammer the Buckeyes, and at some point, Ohio State might be forced to look for a different coach. Now, it doesn't happen now. It doesn't happen this year. you got to give Day more time than that. He has at least taken over Myers' program and still won at a high level. But it is fully now Ryan Day's program. He's been here long enough. Nobody left from the Urban Meyer days. This is on Day, and there's a clear issue that is arising with Ryan Day, and it's the same ones that plagued Chip Kelly's teams. It was the same flaw in Chip Kelly teams, and that was Ryan Day's initial bring-up in football in his coaching tree. So right now, Michigan is a better run program. They are more physical. Day, Ohio State, they have some soul-searching to do, and they need to make some changes, and fast. Mm. I, I don't know if you have anything to add. But. Uh, I mean, not too much. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I don't like college football, mm-hmm. but uh, I will say I, I'm happy for Harbaugh because, mm. I, I, yeah, I heard a couple of years ago, like, ah, he's not a college football coach. He should go back to the NFL. And, I mean, I have no stake in this any of these college football matchups, rival week, what have you. But I'm 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 just happy for Jim. Jim, yeah, I am too. I don't know why he he is kind of unlikable, but like in some ways, I like that he's unlikable. You think he is a little bit? He can be really. He can be a bit of a prick. Ah, uh, me. Uh, he's I've... a bit quirky. He's a bit odd. He is super intense, and he wears a lot of people out. So does Bill. Yes, he does. <laughs> I would say most people probably say Bill's unlikable, too. I, I Here's the thing. I feel, I don't know, Jim smiles. He does. He's, I've seen him laugh. I've seen him tell a joke. <laughs> yeah, I don't think he's as bad as Bill, but trust me, behind closed doors, he he, he makes a lot of people annoyed after a while. Mm. I mean, I, I guess. Mm. You know, I feel like to be a, a good head coach... You kind of have to be overbearing a, oh, definitely. a, a little bit, especially in college too. Yeah, I feel, and I sure you get a lot of that. For I'm sure that'll wear on anybody. Yeah, but I, I'm sure he's not. Bill seems to be kind of like that in his day to day life. I don't think I don't <laughs> think Jim Harbaugh is probably like that. I'm sure you get him, you know, on practice game day. I'm sure he's you know as serious as anybody. But I'm sure like he sees his players around. He's as loose. Uh, and, the other thing is he is not shy about taking shots though at people too. I mean. His his rivals at other programs and stuff hated his guts when he was at Stanford in, in the Pac-12. And I mean, mm-hmm. he was he. I mean, he went into Stanford and just went after Pete Carroll and USC all the time. Okay. And he's doing the same thing with Ohio uh, State right now. It's kind of funny. No, I love it. I love it. I think it's hilarious. I think it's great for the games. I think it's great for everything. But I'm just saying. That- and boy, what he said about Ryan Day last year, like, oh, that. Now that you know what I'm talking about, right? The fact that Day just stepped in for Urban Meyer when Urban decided to leave, right? To say, to then say what Harbaugh said, like, ooh, like that cuts deep. Sure. And it's, I guess it's a little strange coming from a coach. Mm-hmm. But I mean, it, 
I don't know, they're rivals. Yeah. It'd be I like mean, that. I've heard Alex Cora say, talk some crap yeah, about no, the Yankees. I, I it's, maybe it's a little weird for football because I'm just used to Bill. Yeah. But I've heard uh, Doc Rivers uh, say some stuff. Yeah, I guess hockey doesn't really happen unless you're John Tortorella. Mm. But, but yeah. Torts. I mean, I, I think it's fine. I think it's, and I think it's something that his team really takes on. And it's a culture he wants to breed, which is a, a sort of like chippy a toughness and a, and a sort of I don't give a blank mm. sort of attitude. Well, I mean, which I mean, damn, is it working? And by the way, one of the reasons, too, you know why it's working and why it's Ohio State is soft. I mean, apart from just the physicality and rushing yards, I said you could see in the third quarter when the game was still close, but Michigan was clearly starting to make their push. The cornerback for Michigan, uh, uh, I'm forgetting the name now. I think it was Samer Still gets up and makes a speech to the team. And you can see it on his, on his like, you can read his lips. And he's screaming at his guys as we're getting ready for that stretch run. He goes, pointing to Ohio State, he goes, they're exactly who we thought they were. Mm. And that means soft, and they're going to crumble right, when okay. we keep punching them in the mouth. Well, isn't that kind of why um, Jim Harbaugh left San Fran? Uh, he left Sam Fran because him and Jed York were like starting to battle it out. The well, that, GM. Well, that's what I. That's oh, what I mean. Like oh. they were not. I also thought like the owner wasn't the most fond of it either. No, he wasn't. Of like you're like all right. Well, that's what I mean by Harbaugh wears people out. <laughs> yeah, that's that's what I'm saying. Like all right, that, that kind of makes because I heard like they weren't really too fond of him anymore. He wasn't fond of them anymore. Mm-hmm. He's just like I'm gonna go. I'm yeah. gonna go back to college. Yeah. Um. All right. That makes a lot more sense now. I guess. Yeah. Okay, so now you see it. But I did think, and I think, apart, I can give you the stats and all that. And you obviously, if you watch the games and know what you, you're looking at, you should be able to realize exactly what I'm saying. But the fact that even when the game was even still close, that Michigan senior corner is up there saying what he said. Like that, you know, all week long, they knew that about Ohio State. And they were pointing out to their guys like, just got to get them there. Just got to get them to that point. Keep punching them out there. They're going to fold. We know who they are. Hmm. All right. That's not just, That's not bad. That's a bad look for Ryan Day. Sure. Like, your team is soft. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, you lost back-to-back seasons of your rival. And, like, what didn't they have Michigan's number for, like, oh, yeah. decades? Yes. Yep. So, mm-hmm. I'm sure they're... Oh, they're going to kill themselves. Oh, yeah, they're, they're pretty <laughs> pissed at Day right now. All right. Like, what else does Ohio have? Not much. I mean, you got the Bengals now. You have, I've heard you have astronauts and serial killers. And the Bengals. You got Joe Money. Sure. <laughs> Who's, by the way, a Cleveland Browns fan. <laughs> and he can't beat him. Nope. Right? Yeah, that is interesting. All right. With that, we are going to take our final break before we get into our final segments here for the show. Uh, stick with us, guys.
We are back. Let's talk basketball. We love basketball. You love basketball. We don't like the NBA, though. Yeah, the NBA. But we like people. We like characters. And, you know, there's a debate that goes around sports. I mean, it comes and it goes. It really came when, I don't remember her name. She said she said to LeBron, the shut up and dribble. And, you know, this debate of how much should athletes really be involved? Politics, our day-to-day lives, how much should we listen to them? And generally I say, not really at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, they generally, they don't have a lot of ideas of the real world. They, especially that point in their lives, they're generally spoiled. They don't know what's going on. They have no reason to know what's going on. They're kind of removed from all that. Mm-hmm. So I get it. Uh, but it's nice when one comes along that like just is hitting all the right buttons. Mm-hmm. Like, because I, I, I I'm on the standpoint of like there is a time and place. I'm not the biggest fan of taking a knee during the national anthem. I don't think that's the time and place. But, like, they have voices and they have a platform, and sometimes they should use it. They all have charities. I'm certainly not going to say, like, oh, you shouldn't have charities. You don't know what the real problem is. No, that's ridiculous. Um, and some of them do have came from crap. We love eating this canter freedom, but that's not who this is about today. We're about a different Celtic today. Jalen Brown. He came to the defense of, I mean, one of his friends. We don't defend the man. Kyrie Irving. But he came to the defense of Kyrie Irving for his... Recent controversies mm-hmm. for just being an idiot. Yeah. But he came to just his defense of who was calling him out. Mm-hmm. And he called out the owner of the Brooklyn Nets, mm-hmm. Kyrie's boss, basically, uh, Joe Sy. I'm pretty sure that's how you pronounce it. Mm-hmm. And the, the first quote I have here is, our society has work to do, including Joe Sy. It's 2022. It takes 10 minutes of time to see who these business owners, corporation, to see to see these business owners, corporations, who they're associated with. Basically just saying, like, who are you to call out a guy like Kyrie? Again, we're not defending Kyrie here. Yeah. Jalen's just saying, like, bro, look at who you are before you really talk down to, like, Kyrie and his ideas and stuff like that. Because uh, Joe Tsai, um, Chinese billionaire businessman, yeah. deals with the CCP, can't be, uh, can't be that great of a guy. Just can't be. No. Can't be that in touch with society either. Uh, another entity, if you will, that called out Kyrie is Nike. He had a shoe deal. He, I remember way back he got it suspended. They're like, oh, we're going to put that on hold. But then they're like, all right, we're going to do it. And now they took it away from him because of that. Yeah. the documentary he posted we talked about a couple weeks ago. Um, and he, came, he said, since when did Nike care about ethics? Which like, oh, my God, from the top rope. And he hit the spot. Yeah. Like, who is Nike to care about ethics? Yeah. With your sweatshops, with your children, and uh, building those uh, shoes there that are not on my feet, by the way. Um, so who, 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 who is Nike to say, like, well, that's not, you can't say that. I guess Nike's never said anything bad. Mm. So I guess that is their right to call him out for speaking. But... You've done some terrible things. I don't think Kyrie has slaves. I don't think he does. Although, I guess he did have the shoe deal, so maybe he did. But, I don't know. He's just trying to make a buck, is he, he not? He didn't directly employ them. No. He didn't build He didn't build the shop. No, he's just, he got a call, and his agent said, this is a good deal, you'll make some money. Mm-hmm. And that's that's good, we're supposed to make money. We try to make money here. If If Nike called me, and said, hey, we're going to give you a couple hundred thousand dollars. Mm. 
just we're going to build some shoes and you're just going to promote it. I'll be like, I guess. Mm -hmm. But I'll just be like, what are you going to like? Who's building those shoes? And they'll be like, shut the hell up. <laughs> um, who's crafting those shoes? Who are your cobblers? Um, we don't call them that. We call them slaves. Uh, so that's uh, that's what Jalen Brown has been up to. Again, mixed feelings about when what you should say. Should what do these athletes know? Do they are they in touch? I don't know. Personally, I feel Jalen Brown kind of at least he has an understanding of. Listen, don't let these billionaires and businessmen be the ones to talk down to a guy like mm -hmm. Kyrie. I get that. I think the general public should. But uh, yeah, no, no, no. Well, that's the thing. Uh, nowhere, Joe, nowhere did he defend Kyrie. He's just saying, who are you to point the finger at him? Yeah, I kind of agree with that. Okay. If he really is leaving it at that, not just like, ah, oh, I really feel like I'm Kyrie's sure. being unfairly treated. Well, and Kyrie's not being unfairly treated. But I get, listen, I hate hypocrites. So I get the hypocrisy 100%. Nike, shut up. Joe Sy, shut up. And listen, like, that, you make money off that terrible regime in China. Yeah. And by the way, the whole league does. Yes. Yeah. So technically, Jalen Brown does too. But, I mean, I don't know. Guy wanted to be a basketball player. Yeah, he, he's not He's not out there making the deals with the thing. winning these Chinese government guys. I bet if he could take an ethical NBA, he would. Yeah. Probably. Why would he not? And yeah. I, I do want to specify, so that second one about the Nike one, that was just a tweet. That was the whole tweet. Mm -hmm. So they did not elaborate more um, about defending... At Kyrie. Mm. This first one is a quote from an interview, so there might be some defending Kyrie in there or something. But, like, I, I know they're friends. Mm. And sometimes, even when your friend is wrong, mm. it's hard to not defend them. Yeah. Because that's your buddy. So no. I get that. Yeah. And listen. Just being a loyal guy. As dumb as what Kyrie did, he didn't have slaves. <laughs> and he didn't support China who uh, is putting Muslims in camps. Mm -hmm. Kyrie claims to be a Muslim. Yeah. So, so, so I don't know. Take that as what you will. <laughs> <laughs> I did think it was funny. I think it's funny when someone's always willing to call out China or at least the NBA. And China some of the, adjacent. Yeah. Or uh, these people that are high up and adjacent to China. So I thought that was interesting. Yeah. Didn't get a lot of attention. I wonder why. Oh, oh. oh yeah. Shocker there. Shocker yeah. there. Yeah. I, I wonder why. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> They're just slowly trying to figure out how to get Jalen Brown out of the league now. <laughs> He's too good. You're right. <laughs> He's way too good for that, dude. You can't do that. Just got to make sure that that interview doesn't get too public. <laughs> just keep it down. Keep it down. Please delete that tweet. Please delete that. <laughs> yeah, we have deals with Nike. Yeah, they did he, have. Did he did he tweet it before Elon Musk took over Twitter? No, no, that was in the past couple of days. Oh, okay. And what's funny? So it's is not going to get shadow banned. They have the the Jordan symbol, mm -hmm. the dunking. Yeah? That's Nike. Oh, really? So he had it on his jersey. <laughs> That's funny. All right. Speaking of talking about politics. <laughs> oh, a, a little bit. Oh, oh, oh politics. This one's, this one's not directly politic. But anyway. So. So. For dumbest thing I heard this week. This one goes out to Emmanuel Acho of Fox Sports 1. With his show. Well, the show he is on. Speak. Emmanuel Acho called Justin Herbert after the loss to the Chiefs in which he threw an interception in the closing seconds of the game when they did still have two timeouts. He called Justin Herbert a social media quarterback, basically saying he makes wild, great, outlandish, jaw-dropping throws, but he is overrated 
and it doesn't translate to wins. And then said, this is the part that I think has some agenda and undertones to it, by the way. If you know this show speak, you know Emmanuel Acho, some of the things he talks about, stands for, promotes, along with Joy Taylor on that show. You should know the kind of sports media that they are. It's everything that's wrong with sports media. Um, So there's another agenda to this, I feel, especially when you watch it and hear what he said. But he goes, Jalen Hurts or Tua Tungavailoa had thrown a pick at the end of a game with two timeouts. We would destroy them for it. But for some reason, we just give Justin Herbert a pass. And then he did this corny, I'm not going to close my eyes and look away. I'm looking right into the camera at you, America. Very (laughs) corny, very overdone. Uh, And as I said, one, just on a football standpoint, it's just stupid. And I will tell those stats in a second. But I think there's clearly an undertone and agenda to it. But anyway, so here's the first thing, since we want to compare Tua and Jalen Hurts. Let's, let's see what they're dealing with. So Tua has Jalen Waddle and Tyreek Hill that they just got him. Jalen Hurts, they just got him A.J. Brown to go along with Devontae Smith. Both Hurts and Tua have not missed their two top wide receivers all season long. Justin Herbert has gone without Mike Williams and Keenan Allen the majority of the season. Here's the other thing now. Since Justin Herbert entered the league, Herbert, um, Herbert has dealt with the Chargers defense that has been ranked 23rd, 29th, and 29th this year in defense. So his defense is garbage. He's always asked to win shootouts. So I wonder why he throws maybe some more picks than everybody else. By the way, Josh Allen leads the league in picks right now. Do we think Allen sucks? Joe Burrow was near the top of the league last year in picks. Do we think he sucks? Matt Stafford won a Super Bowl, led the league in interceptions. So does Burrow suck? He threw the same amount of picks as Herbert last year. Here's the next thing. Herbert, since he entered the league three years ago with that comeback game-winning drive against the Arizona Cardinals on Sunday, he now has 12 game-winning drives, which ranks him third in the NFL. Funny that Acho doesn't bring up these stats. Next thing, Justin Herbert in his rookie season had 31 touchdowns, 10 picks, a 66% completion percentage, and a quarterback passer rating of 98.3 behind what pro football focus as rated as the worst pass blocking line in the league. 31 touchdowns, 10 picks, 98.3 passer rating as a rookie quarterback. Sorry, Emmanuel Acho. He's not just a social media quarterback. He wins a lot of games. The Chargers let him down all the time. He is a young quarterback who has had to overcome a lot. He's already had two different head coaches. And, and if we want just a tangible bit of evidence to watch a game, Yes, he didn't make the playoffs last year. Go watch that game against the Raiders when his dumb head coach thought he should go for it on a fourth down at his own 30. Watch that last drive when Herbert brought them back. Third down and long after third and long. There was a fourth and long in there. And Herbert has to stand in there, step up in the pocket, and make deep throws down the field. Justin Herbert is the real deal. The Chargers undercoach him undersell him all the time. He's in shootouts all the time. And he has to deal with a division where he has Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs, who's been the best team in the league for about three years. He has to deal with them twice a year. And by the way, Herbert goes toe-to-toe with Mahomes pretty much every single season. One of the only guys who's able to do it. And they beat the Chiefs sometimes. So was that pick at the end of the game against the Chiefs not good? No, it wasn't great. But funny Funny how Acho doesn't bring up that, you know, the previous drive before that, Justin Herbert took him down the field to score the touchdown and give him the lead. But his defense can't hold up 
a minute 10 left when he gives them a lead. But that was the dumbest thing I heard this week. Emmanuel Acho, you're an idiot. <laughs> push back. Me? Oh, I mean, <laughs> you want me to push back? No, I mean, comments. Do you have anything else to say about it? No, that was good. Oh, thank you. I mean, is that not kind of when the most picks are thrown? Oh, at the end of a game when you're desperate? And, yeah. Yeah. That's... And, but here's the thing about turnovers, right? This is why pro football focus has, you know, a stat like turnover-worthy plays and all that kind of stuff. And, and here's what you can't be, right? You can't be Baker Mayfield. You can't be Davis Mills. You can't be turnover-prone and not have a special arm and not be that athletic and not bake the big plays. You can't be that. But if your defense is garbage, you're in shootouts all the time, like, and you have a big arm, well, sometimes you have to go big play hunting. And Stafford threw 17 picks last year and they won a Super Bowl. Joe Burrow is always up there in interceptions. But he's still great. They win a lot of games. And it's no different with Herbert. If you're mm. going to be aggressive and push the ball down the field, it's going to go wrong sometimes. Hmm. Well, also, I feel like Acho's leading on the fact of why Tua and Jalen have gotten so much scrutiny from day one. Mm-hmm. It's because from heck, day zero, mm-hmm. the people were saying, like, we don't, we don't know if they have the arm mm-hmm. to be an NFL quarterback. And despite Jalen Waddle and Tyree Kill's best effort, there are at times. Tua's first throw this year. Against the Patriots, I laughed. I laughed so hard I missed his second throw of the year because yeah. it was that bad. There are times. Again, he's undefeated this year. I've seen his steps. I've seen progress. Yeah. But he, I, I still at times, I still see, like, that's that quarterback we're all talking about. That yeah. was terrible. That was a terrible throw. Mm-hmm. Jalen Hurts, I feel, I've a lot more has taken, like, oh, wow. Sometimes I really look at him like, that's, that's an NFL quarterback. Oh, time. yeah, no, I, I do too. There are times where I still see – um, so like, all right, and the arms a little, mm-hmm. it's a little better by AJ Brown and uh, Devonte Smith and the the coaching as well and the schemes and stuff like that. But also, I, I see him better in the pocket. He's not just randomly running out of the pocket anymore. Mm-hmm. Like he's been coached up. He's he's taken steps. But like that doesn't. Herbert never had that. No. Herbert Herbert actually here's the thing. I didn't hear Herbert's name out of college, but that's also because. No one had anything bad to say about him either. Mm-hmm. That's just Herbert. Mm-hmm. Like he's not as sexy as say, you know, some of who, who was it? Was he in the same draft as like Josh Allen? And I think it? so. Yeah. Yeah, because there was some sexy quarterbacks taken that dra- draft. Like, mm-hmm. I think Baker Mayfield was another one. I believe that was that draft. Mm-hmm. Lamar Jackson, I believe, was that draft. Mm-hmm. So there were some sexy names going in that draft, and Herbert just kind of fell by the wayside. No, Lamar was a little earlier, but yeah. Well, I, I'm just. So there was bigger names, mm-hmm. at least should be or maybe shouldn't be bigger names mm-hmm. going in than Herbert in that draft. And I get why. I mean, Oregon's not the sexiest mm-hmm. uh, place to come from, mm-hmm. what have you. Um, how high was the pick, was he? He was still pretty high. Okay. He was still pretty high. You can uh, use my phone. I'll look it up. But anyway, continue. But he, I don't know, he just, his, his name wasn't all up in lights the way some other people were mm-hmm. coming out of college. And he, but. He immediately, at least when he got a shot after they tried to kill um, mm-hmm. Tyrod Taylor there, um, he immediately was just like, oh, wow. Uh, Burrow and Tua were in that class. Uh, uh, Burrow was the other one. Yeah. yeah. Burrow was taking number one. Um, yeah, I mean, here's the thing. Mostly I knew Tua's name because, one, Alabama, I just have to know their names. Mm-hmm. And because, like, people saying like, And he was taking sixth overall. 
And people were saying like, oh, Tua, like, oh, we don't know. We mm-hmm. don't know if he can do it. Tua, Tua, Tua. Mm-hmm. Can he do it? And the tank for Tua, that crap. Mm-hmm. Like, so I just couldn't help but know Tua's name. But but I heard that Tua might not be it. Mm-hmm. I never heard that about Justin Herbert. He immediately, the second he had the reins, were like, this is the guy. I know. Like, what? why did they even try? And, and from the moment he stepped on the field, it's been obvious that he is the one pulling the Chargers. Yeah, him well, and Eckler. Him and Eckler. Like, we look at the Dolphins and like, Tua's gotten better, but but is Tua the engine that is running that? No. Or is Tua just... He's kind of being dragged along with it. Yeah. Jalen Hurts, I think last year especially, you could say, was being dragged along. Now, I think he's yeah. far more part of the success this year. And he was a part of the success. His athleticism was. Yeah. Um, but they were clear limitations. But I think Tua especially, especially when Brian Flores had that good defense too, like... It was kind of obvious that he was being dragged along. Now, he has gotten much better. But I still don't think Tua is out here pulling the cart that is the Miami Dolphins. No. You watch Herbert. He is. He's throwing longs a lot. By the way, since Rashawn Slater went down, Chargers are once again near the bottom in pass protection grading. He's once again under pressure almost as much as any other quarterback in the NFL. And despite the fact that bringing in J.C. Jackson and... um, (laughs) Cleo Mack. Yeah. The defense didn't really get any better either. And he's what did had, you say? It was 29 last year, 29 this year? Yeah. Like, still so, awful. His head coach is a defensive coach, too. It's not even offensive. Yeah. So it's not like he's getting the most out of the offense. And Herbert, Herbert's out here just kind of on his own, just trying to pull this franchise. Yeah. The way I see it is like, at this point, like, Tua was being dragged by the cart uh-huh. last year still. He's, he, now but, he's on the cart. Well, no, this year he's, <laughs> he's behind it, thinking he's pushing it. Uh-huh. And they're just like, good job, buddy. But he's like, he's not dragging it anymore. He okay. just thinks he's pushing it. Okay. <laughs> and what's Jalen? Jalen is sitting on the cart being like, let's go, boys. Let's go. <laughs> okay. But he's not dragging anything. But and, he also knows he's not pushing. And, I mean, Tua's had, even though they fired Flores, Tua has had better coaching than Harbert has had at any point in the NFL between Flores and now McDaniel. And Nick Sirianni appears to be an elite offensive coach, at least in Philadelphia. And, and um, also Herbert is like that scene in um, the Employee of the Month episode of SpongeBob where they're both racing to get to the Krusty Krab first in the morning. Mm-hmm. And he's Squidward with um, the giant ship that's on fire <laughs> attached to him, like just dragging through the sand. Like, come on, <laughs> got to get there first. I mean, it's, it's crazy the amount of third and longs that they asked Justin Herbert to like in crunch time. Be like, yo, go make magic. Well... It's like, well, we're going to lose if you don't make this. And he's like, all right, guys, I'll do it. And you got Emmanuel Acho here. But this time, you got to, well, next time, you got to try. And then yeah. three plays later, here they are again. It's yeah. like, what did I say? But you're Emmanuel Acho. Oh, I saw him throw a pick. <laughs> he threw up. Don't care, that, don't care that he let him down the field to drive the four to take the lead on, you know, the best team in the league. That's when he turned the game on. <laughs> yeah. He's like, oh, he threw a pick. <laughs> he sucks. <laughs> you know, way, didn't throw a pick today? <laughs> me. I didn't throw a pick today. <laughs> Uh, Tua went out there and destroyed the Texans. He didn't throw a pick. Yeah. <laughs> Stupid. He People like that. He is everything that was wrong in sports media. Yeah. You have an agenda. Mm. The only agenda we have on this show is getting it right. And sometimes we're wrong. And sometimes I don't like particular teams or quarterbacks or players. And I stick on to my take maybe a little bit too long. But it's never personal. It's just about like, hey... It's just about football or baseball or hot. Like, it's not anything else. 
Unless you're a Yankee, then it's personal. Ah, you suck. I'm sorry. That is true. You know what? I'm a hypocrite. I'm awful. No, no, no. We're <laughs> just, we're, that's what we're saying. Like, unless no, you're a Yankee. I'm like, kidding. Like, yeah. You suck. Screw you, you Sarah suck. Cole. <laughs> Get out of my but face. But anyway, that was dumbest thing I heard this week. Congratulations to Emmanuel Lacho. You're bum. But you're not the Darwin. You're not the Darwin, no. But anyway, before we get to that, Denver and the Broncos. I mean, who was it? What's the D guy's defensive tackle or lineman's name? It starts with a P. Who was yelling at Russell as as he was coming off the field, you know, because talking about pulling the engine and somebody dragging it. I mean, the Denver defense is like the best defense actually in the NFL statistically. I mean, they're, they're that burning uh, ship as you said, with Squidward tied to it or whoever it was, yeah. just dragging it. And you got Nathaniel Hackett and Russell Wilson just... They're chained to it on the other it. side, and they're trying to yank it the complete opposite direction. Exactly. <laughs> and I don't know what Denver's waiting for here. I kind of thought Hackett was going to get fired this week. He still hasn't. I don't know why. They don't want to com- admit that they made a mistake, maybe. I don't know. But like when you're hiring coach after coach to take over responsibilities that are supposed to be the head coach's job. Like, I just don't know what more there is to talk about here. <laughs> and now we got the defensive linemen screaming at Russell Wilson. So, yeah. like, I mean, Hackett's clearly lost control of the locker room. Uh, I don't know what Denver's waiting for. <laughs> I, I think they're really just embarrassed. And it's not even like you can sit here and be like, well, I mean, let him keep staying there. Let him keep losing so we get a better draft pick. No, nope, that's not your draft pick anymore. It's it's kind of there's that's, I, that's Seattle's pick. There's a lot of NFL teams right now who like this is this is the bed you made. You got to sleep in it now. And I'm like, all right, you can just fire that coach. But no, 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 you can't drag Brian Flores across the country to not give a damn about his interview to pick this guy and then just fire him. No, you you can't do that. That looks awful. And I guarantee they'll be like, you see that? Like, you could have picked me. You could have picked me. You think that's what it is? Bro, I guarantee Russell Wilson, Brian Flores, defensive coach, could get more out of Russell Wilson than... Nathaniel Hackett. Yeah. Oh, I agree. I just have this image in my head now of the ships trying to be dragged that way, (laughs) but Russell Wilson's and Nathaniel Hackett are just yanking it the other way, and (laughs) Russell's just going, Broncos country, let's ride. (laughs) And Nathaniel Hackett's be like, yo, you want to get a drink with me and Aaron after this? <laughs> um, and they're just two idiots being like, yeah, Broncos country. That's right. <laughs> I can't believe Denver hasn't done it yet. It's so obvious. Here's the thing. I'm also looking at a, um, oh, I guess it's a video. But uh, it says, could the Broncos move on from Russell Wilson in the offseason? No. You gave up so much and you're not getting that back. You prove that he's not worth what you paid. I don't no, I don't I think they're completely trapped when it comes to the quarterback. I don't think there's anything that you can do here. Yeah, I don't want that guy. The on only one team. I can think of is like if Arizona's that done with Kyler, like they swap quarterbacks. Now, because Kyler's younger, you would prob Denver would probably have to give another player or picks <laughs> or money to Arizona. Oh my god, that'd be so funny. <laughs> I would. Ah, and but, guess what? Uh, what? You'll then suck with Kyler next year too. <laughs> yeah, I don't think it's I don't think it solves anything. But oh my god, I bet like and then like you bring in Sean Payton, Arizona's sitting pretty. I bet Sean Payton could get um like bro, just stop showing up in your prom suit. Please. <laughs> I'm pretty sure Sean Payton will take the charger job if it's open. 
I don't think he's taking either of those jobs. Though if I'm Sean Payton, if Kyler went to Denver, I might take that job. Well, if you got to go deal with Russ, he's like, Russ, shut the hell up. Well, I mean, but at least with Denver, I'm inheriting, you know, the best defense in the league. And I'm an offensive coach. And also, I feel like Sean Payton at least brings in enough success, a presence, a gravitas that, like, I feel like Kyler will behave a little bit better. Because Kyler's going to be like, listen, this ain't Cliff Kingsbury, who we all rolled our eyes at for getting the job anyway. Like, this is Sean Payton. Like, if I can't make it work here, like, I'm not Sean. Sean's got a Super Bowl. Sean's fine. Yeah. I'm just saying. I, I just, yeah. I, 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 it's not ideal. If I'm Peyton, I'm still taking the Charger job over it, but I do think there is something to be said for that. No, I agree with that, but I just see Kyler Murray as that guy. Like, sure, I see him cleaning it up for a year, maybe two. Oh, yeah, maybe not forever. When he immediately doesn't have his ring and realize, like, he didn't get fired for misbehaving a couple of things, be like, all right, I'm just going to go back to what I watched. Maybe, but if you can get a year or two of a lot of success out of it. I guess. Yeah. No, I get your point, but I, I don't know what Denver's waiting for here. They're embarrassed. They have to be. So, or they're just stupid. I don't know what it is. Is it is is it too complicated? The changing over of ownership? Are they are they too deep in the in the paperwork, yeah, in the budget, in the shit? To to they don't realize to, that their team sucks. Yeah, be like you know they haven't turned around to look that the ship's on fire. Yeah, like you know the house is just burning around you, and you're just like sitting there, just going through the paperwork. I guess. Yeah. From the so, buy. Yeah, they're going through all the paperwork, and John Elway's. You smell that? Shut up, bro. We're doing something. <laughs> Have another know. drink. Get it? Because they showed up hungover. <laughs> yes, to the, I, allegedly. To, allegedly to Brian Flores' interview. All right. I don't know. When do you think it's going to be? I mean, at this <laughs> I point. Get, I, I think off season. I, yeah, I think at this point he's going to make it through the whole season. Thing, at this point, he's valuable because he's getting you a. Oh, actually, no. No, he's, he's, he's not. Getting, I, I he's just, getting Seattle. Yeah, a better he's draft getting pick. Seattle a better draft pick, dude. That's what I said. You <laughs> don't even have an excuse here. It's not even like, oh, well, let's just keep losing. Like, no, that's a Seahawks <laughs> pick, bro. <laughs> um. I, you know, they, I know, he's just got to be that funny. <laughs> he uh, just, he has to be a talker or something. I don't know. But it's like, it it just gets more embarrassing by the week. It, he isn't, isn't more embarrassing than firing him this fast? No. Not at this point. I, here's the thing. Maybe to them and their boys club it is. Maybe. But and that's all they care about. To the rest of the world, I don't think so. I'll look stupid in front of Snyder and I, I, Jones. I bet that at least the team gets like a surge of new blood and energy and at least plays a little bit better if they fired Hackett. They probably think it's all Russell Wilson. I don't think they think that. I think they think it's both. Really? I think they're dumb as hell. Don Capers is on the staff. Capers is, is an adult. He's been around this league a long time. Very good defensive coach. Fire Hackett. Give Capers the job the rest of the season. Like, I, no, I bet they think it's Russ. I don't know. I don't know what they. Think. I bet, yeah, it's like John Elway's like this stupid, stupid asshole. <laughs> I don't know what it is. We'll see. I guess. I still think he's gone <laughs> uh, by the end of the first year, but at this point, I think it's going to happen in the off season. All right. With that, we're getting to wrap it up. Tommy report as always. Jesse Caulfield. Oh my God! He lost to the Browns. <laughs> he lost we, to the Browns. We thought, we thought it was getting better, and maybe it's not. No, but I mean, it luckily, did. luckily, the Falcons lost to the Commanders. So. You know, he didn't have um, Fournette, so I think that 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 probably played a a role. Mm. He, you know, the Browns are not terrible. No, and I, I, you know, maybe he 
That's his buddy, Jacoby Brissett. Maybe he just did him a favor. You're going to have a job next year. And Jacoby <laughs> should. Jacoby should. That is the best backup quarterback in the league right now. Ah, uh, no, no. Down. Oh, get out of here. Best backup. They're 4 and 8. So? Oh, my gosh. They would be worse without him. You thought they would be closer to 500 with Jacoby Brissett. Yes. He's not the best backup in the Who's league. Who's the better backup than Jacoby Brissett? Taylor Heineke. He's the starter. <laughs> <laughs> He's been a backup for three years. He was the starter last year. Mike White. No. Case Keenum. No. Yes. No. I would take Case Keenum over Jacoby Brissett. And yet they took Jacoby Brissett over Case Keenum. What are you talking about? They had Keenum like two years ago. Well, Keenum, but yeah, but Keenum was a free agent and went somewhere else. But they, yeah, they, they could have called him. What about Teddy Bridgewater? Ooh, all right. <laughs> maybe. If he's healthy, maybe. Yeah. He led a team to the playoffs. Geno Smith. He's a starter. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly, he's a starter. <laughs> I'm not convinced. <laughs> he might lead a team to the playoffs. Uh, he's hit a wall, it seems, here late in the year. I know they put up a lot of points on the Raiders, but Geno also had some bad turnovers. I think they should have won that game. They probably should have. But anyway, all right. We're getting ready to wrap it up. That was the Jacoby Brissett. That was your Jacoby Yeah, you, you don't even have anything <laughs> to say about Tom. You just don't even want to deal with it. All right. Getting ready to wrap it up. Darwin Award, as always. Jesse Caulfield, drum roll, please. I'll, I'll, I'll just announce this one. This week's Darwin Award winner is Zach Wilson, quarterback for the Jets. I mean, this Backup. one is so bad. You know he didn't even dress for the game? Yeah, no, I heard Like, him. he was on the sideline in street clothes. Yeah. Like, that's bad. You're a number one pick. I mean, you're a number two overall pick in the draft literally just a year ago. Yeah. And now you're not only have you been benched, it's so bad that you're in street clothes. And by the way, his play was awful. His attitude is awful. But, like, this isn't. Do you think? I truly, this is why I want to give him the Darwin. I think it's this bad and he's in this situation literally because of two words. Two words. When they asked him, do you think at that press conference, do you feel like you let the team and the defense down? And he mm. said no. I really think that was the straw that broke the camel's back. Mm. I don't think it would be this uh, bad. I don't. I truly don't think it would be this bad if he had just looked into the camera at the press conference and taken responsibility. For, I, I don't know if it was the press conference, but it was definitely that attitude. Well, I mean, obviously that, it that, was the attitude in the locker room after that. Like he clearly just doesn't get that it was his fault too. Yeah. But yeah, that entire thing I think is why we're here. Yeah, well, yeah. Like, that was the... F I don't know if Mike White starts on Sunday. If if Zach Wilson, at least just in front of the team after the game, was like, I'm sorry, guys. This one's... On. And the same thing Fields did the week before. He said a loss was on him, and the team was like, no, it's not. We could have played better on defense. Blah, blah, blah. If Zach just is mature enough to do that, and then he's in the press conference with the media and says, yes, I played like garbage. I do feel bad that I let my team down. Yeah, no, I think... Two I, little words. I think that was, you know, if probably you asked Salah, maybe even his own mind, he's like, no, 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 this was... this was. I've been thinking about this for a couple of weeks now. But that was that was definitely, like, at least a straw that broke the camel's back. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. No, I, I feel that definitely is. And I kind of feel like this game is a bit of a shock. Because, mm. like, I, I felt like I saw some improvement last year from him. I said this last week. And, like, he never... I didn't see any attitude problem from him. Mm -hmm. Like I saw from Baker. I've seen it from Kyler. Even Lamar has shown me a little bit mm -hmm. of it. Although I don't think he's a problem at all. No. Um, but like, I don't know. It's not even like an attitude. He just seems clueless. Yeah, he just that's doesn't like, understand he, that he is mean. the problem. Yeah. 
And that's so bizarre. I know. Like, at least, like, like come on. Kyler knows he's, like, an ad- he's got an attitude. Mm-hmm. But he's just like, all right, I'm a dick. I'm going to be a – I think I'm that cool. Yeah. But, like, I don't know. Zach Wilson, like, he just seems like, I don't know, man. I don't know what the problem was. I don't get it. Why are you pointing the finger at me? Uh, yeah. Like – I didn't. I if I was on the field, I would have tackled him on the punt return. I don't know. <laughs> like, clearly it's special teams. It's like, bro, you got three points. I know. And like, you didn't even get those three points. You didn't kick it. You moved the ball. <laughs> you moved the ball two and a half inches in the second half. Yeah. On average per play. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh my, that's so bad. But yeah, this is um, this is unprecedentedly bad. Like, I can't. I can't really think of a guy who got taken second overall. Just halfway through his second year, already getting benched. How long did you have Marcus Russell last? I don't know. Because that was bad. That was bad Fast. early. That's true. That might have been. That might have been as bad. I heard they were giving him, like you know, and then they go like, "Here's your film to study for the mm-hmm. week." Like I heard they were giving him blank film. Mm. I mean, I guess there was Rosen. They only gave him one year, but they but they That's drafted different. but they drafted yeah. another quarterback the year later. It wasn't like this embarrassing. Just sit him down, street clothes. I think he's done with the Jets too. I, I think he's done. Like they don't like him. The players don't like him. They like Mike White way more. Like, yeah, I, I think maybe he gets a chance somewhere else. But I, I think he, it's it's over for him in New York as a Jet. Hmm. Maybe because like, and here's the other thing, right? It, it's not just a bunch of like veterans who hate him. Like Sauce Gardner's a rookie. Garrett Wilson is a rookie. Elijah Moore is in his second year. Like, these aren't guys that are going anywhere. <laughs> you know what I mean? You don't think Elijah Moore is going to go anywhere? No, nah, I don't think he is anymore. Uh, I mean, he wasn't getting thrown the ball to even when it wasn't Wilson. He had two catches and a touchdown. Oh, did he have a touchdown? Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. I think, and I think, you know what, I kind of want to apologize to Elijah Moore. Because you traded him away? No, 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 not that. Because, like, I was kind of like, ah, oh, this guy's, Ridiculous asking for a trade, selfish, da da da. No, I think Zach Wilson was just so bad. And it was just so bad there that he was just like, please just get me out of here. And I kind of get it. Maybe. I think he's going to be fine now with Mike White. So, but Darwin Award winner, Zach Wilson. Uh, I mean, he's got a, he, he gets, he does fine mm. in life. So he'll be okay. Yeah, he, he, he can have relations with his friend's moms or whatever, whatever that was. Congratulations, Zach. Just two little words put you here could have said three words you maybe not would have been here yes when they asked like were you the problem you mean a three-letter word no yeah a three-letter word you said three words you said oh i'm sorry you confused me with the two words when you said no listen the show is almost over (laughs) i have been talking for an hour and 45 minutes okay (laughs) all right that has been it for slow your roll this week guys congratulations uh to zach wilson for the darwin award i don't know if we if we were on YouTube like live streaming all the time, I would put a clock up now. Not a clock, but like a days until like Nathaniel Hackett gets fired. <laughs> <laughs> Just a countdown like that. Oh, that 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 woman that does the the that paints the pictures of like oh, Jimmy G. The, yeah, every day mm-hmm. hit day three hundred this morning. Um, she's gonna be doing that for a while because I don't think he's going. Well, anywhere. she put up a poll. She's just like, should I just drop the and just do it every day? Like drop the um, till mm-hmm. he gets traded, and mm-hmm. I'm just gonna draw a picture of Jimmy G every day but she should do at if she wants to stop draw a picture of Nathaniel Hackett every day until he gets fired that'd be a good one yeah you should you should comment that and on she that can thing. not have to do it for 300 days yeah probably not alright that has been it for Slow Your Roll this week have a great rest of the week ladies